When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Today's theme is what do you want from your investments? That is the theme of today's show. What is it that you want? We're talking real money on Talking Real Money, and I'm Real Money Talk Show host Don McDonald, along with Real Money Talk Show host Tom Cock, and we're talking real money with you. And we're going to actually have our first guest, real guest, because Paul was kind of a co-host. Yeah, we don't really do the guest thing very often because we it's, don't do guests very well, there's often. There's two huge egos already on this show. Yeah, a third, it, it's impossible. So it's exploding. Yeah, and the work. reason the reason I, I I'm having this guest is yeah. because I I had I used to interview him years ago. Well, we had him, I think we had him on our show, show. on KVI as on, well. Uh, uh, Sound Investing. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he used to work for Money Magazine, and and he sent me, in, his his people sent me a note asking to have him on the show, and since Tom was going to go to hear a speech at the Museum of Air and Flight and Muse Space Museum and of whatever. Flight, you're right. Okay, keep going. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh. This would be a good time to have him on. And then Tom said, no, wait, this is going to be too good oh, an interview. There's certain things you don't miss. You know, he I mean, goes, you know, I, no, no, no. The Museum of Flight is is good. It's it's all well and good. But no, I can't miss this interview. And let me just tell you, uh, this is the show you don't want to leave. You don't, you don't want to leave this show. This is, I have been doing research for this guest for probably, I probably put in eight or ten hours straight of researching this guest he hasn't worked this hard on a single project since he tried for a pay raise i mean this I is worked wait this I, is I really have, something I, well that that's true too let's hope it works uh, out better than the pay raise. no but okay. actually do you know what the other product project is i worked harder than this on yeah do you know what that is your marriage to debbie well yeah no much harder okay <laughs> uh for vestry that was too the easy book the retirement the better retirement oh, guide thing is awesome that book is i worked really hard on that book. you know in fairness and it has not gotten the recognition i think it truly deserves i'm not mocking that's why, you i'm not mocking that's why i'm giving it away i know only to kvi listeners right if you call right they, now you get a book they, right no not if they call right now <laughs> just kidding yeah. no that what they can easy. do is they can go to retirebetterbook.com. Retire Better Book. Uh, Don McDonald has a new website. That's a shocker there. That's a hard to believe. Well, uh, it's because it's easier to remember. A, yeah, a, like Retire Better Book. Retirebetterbook.com. Go mm-hmm. to retirebetterbook.com yeah. and uh, fill out the little form. And let me tell you, we absolutely promise you, unless you say, please call me, because I need some help from an yeah, advisor, we will you. not call you. We will not call you. Okay? Oh, well, no, it that's is not entirely true. Book. That's not in, we will? Yeah, we will, because if you're a stock trader who's beating the market and you're going to show us that you have, we will call you. We will have none of those. We will have <laughs> none of that. <laughs> well, Mr. but Cox, if you none do, of that. if we do, then then we will call you. Yeah. Okay. Because the guy already wanna, said, the guy on the show a couple hours ago said, call me up. I'll show you. I'll show you how I beat the market. Oh, yeah. Okay. Once again, Tom is doing what talk show hosts are never supposed to do. Oh, I, I break every rule. He's referring back to our other show yes, on Como that we did b- prior to this. We had a guy who was very, very confident in his Indeed, skills. Indeed, he was, yes. As is. a market trader. Yeah. Which we don't believe is and possible. He, and he, but. I still, it just really rankles me that, that what he said was, I know Rankle. you guys, no, it I really love that does. Word. It, he really, it really, it just, it just, it's so irritating because what he said was, what he what he what he inferred we didn't even infer it he said i know you guys need to come on the air and talk about index funds for you know for the public but us smart people over there <laughs> we're trading stocks and we're getting rich man but you little people you go ahead and use index funds that's what he said right 
Isn't that what he that's said? That's basically what yeah. he said. And that's what, the reason I hate that is because you in the audience believe that. Many of you do. I know it. Because I run into you. You think that there's some secret sauce. There's something that we're doing that you're not getting in on that making us rich and you're not getting it. I got news for you, by the way. The only way we make money is working. <laughs> there were people at my house today. They said, you're going to work today? I said, yeah. And I'm going tomorrow. Really? I said, yeah. I work. Yeah. That's how I make a living. There's no I, trick. I can, boy, you know, so. they, they actually have salves for that festering sore. <laughs> no, I mean, it really, that really does. That, I no, rankle. Use, rankle <laughs> rankle <laughs> is Middle English derived from the French word rankle or festering sore. Okay. Well, it is because I, I hate that when they, because what you're really saying is I'm smarter than you and yeah. I know how to do this oh. and you oh, don't. Wait. That's and what you're goes, saying. I have I, I have, have a, a BS yeah. in chemistry, chemistry and so I, can I can recognize yeah. patterns. Well, yeah. wait a minute. What about the guy? Do you think the guy with the PhD in chemistry? There's like, and you know how many PhDs are working on Wall Street now? Do you have? And there are, I'll bet, tens of thousands. Oh, sure, easily. Hedge funds, mutual easily. funds, all the major brokerages that are looking for patterns out of chaos that you can't find. That's crazy. But now I anyway. want to I want to give the phone number in case anybody yeah, wants to join us during have, our conversation. Yeah, please. Or call us with anything else when we're not talking to Jordan. We all will tell you about it in a minute. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. But I want to go back to the original question with which I oh, opened right. the yes. hour. What do I want the, from my what investments? Do you, what do most people want from I their investments? I want to make a lot this of money. This leads right into yeah. our guest. I want to make a lot of money, and I don't want to take any risk. Right. Yeah. That's now, a no-brainer. Come on. How many of you? By the and, way, uh, I want that from my relationships. I want that from my children. I want to. I want everything to go perfect, and I don't want any potential oh, downside. None. I was going to say, if you want a lot of money with no risk from your children, <laughs> good luck. I'm hoping, but uh, it works the other well, way. Because people are always saying, "You don't be a burden to your children when you're old." No, I'm going to be a tremendous burden. They've been a huge burden to me for years, so that's not a problem for me. Payback is a biatch. Mm. So anyway, yes, I like everybody else, Don, I want to make a lot of money, and I don't want to take any risk to do it. Thank you. Well, we're going to discuss that coming up. Oh, okay. In, so uh, there is after, a way. What you're telling me, there the is break, a way? Apparently, our guests think so. Oh. Um, mm. And uh, just, uh, just for, you know, I just want to set this thing up. Yeah, please. Uh, this is a guy, I mean, he was a respected reporter for Money Magazine for many years. I had him on the show a lot. He wrote a book called Everyone's Money Book. It's about forty-five inches thick. Really? It's it's like wow. the it's gigantic. Do you still have, have it? A copy of it? You have it there? I, you know, I'm looking right next to the the Yes album there behind you or something, whatever that is. Or uh... I think what you're seeing is uh, <laughs> like Court albums. of the Court of the Crimson King. Yeah, I'm sure. It's oh, something... I do. Hold on. You hold still on, have hold the on. book there? Okay, hold Don's going to go get that. Ahead. I will. Mention the uh, the telephone number again, 855-935. It was Talk. on my bookshelf. Whoa, that is there a big you go. book. Wow. Everyone's look Money how Book. how handsome by, he is there. By Jordan Goodman. Yeah, no wonder uh, he's so popular. Everything you need to know about investing wisely, buying a home, financing college, minimizing taxes, planning that retirement, thing, and much more. How many pages is that? How many pages? That looks like three, four, and 500 pages. Yeah, that's humongous. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. Eight hundred and twenty-four. You know, I think it's silly to write a book like that because how many people are actually going to go through eight hundred pages? Almost nobody. Oh, and he wrote it when uh, he he's got the annual cost of fuel for your car. Yeah. Uh, based on a uh, dollar to a dollar fifty a gallon. Yeah, and I just paid that kind of tells you thirty the other day. So that kind of tells you how long ago that was written. Oh, now wait, I have some good news for everybody. This is good financial news. Yeah, this is great financial news. So glad because I do I do the financial reports in yes, the morning. Yes, you on do. Como, you are there every and, day. Uh, so I know everything about oil prices now. Uh, oil went down like crazy last week. I saw that it really tumbled. So that will it, be reflected in the price sometime in the fall of twenty twenty. Actually, they a said lag this period. week. Oh, baloney. That they stuff, that. no, they always... After that, Memorial Day weekend's over. Oh, yeah, that, after which everybody is, stops driving, sure, no exactly. problem. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Don doesn't care because he's got a car that, like, uses one gallon a year. So Well, I have is. an electric car. It uses no gallons oh, a year. Oh, pardon me, and then you have the other one that uses, like, that, almost well, none. It, it, no, it uses gas. I just never drive it oh, because okay. m my commute is... 
Sure. Down the hall yeah. and to the right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, just for those of you who don't know that I my kids don't they oh, do what? listen. They wrote and said, Burden, huh? Yeah, anyway. Is that your daughter? Yes, she did. <laughs> she listens oh, to the show? So you can you can count on the fact that in about twenty years when I need her help, oh I'll be getting help all right. When it all won't be the, my it kids. won't be the type I want. All of my kids are in their 20s or 30s. Yeah. Actually need what we talk about on this show. Uh-huh. And not a one of them listens. Well, at least they know you do a show. I think I've talked about it at home. My wife doesn't even well, know I've wife. got one. Yeah, she bro. thinks I'm off drinking beer, watching soccer on Saturdays or something. So yeah, She's out cooking pizza. Yeah, so. doesn't really care. But anyway. All right. So anyway, we've got yeah. the author of uh, Everyone's Money book coming up Good on Lord. the show. And and the reason I talk about the, uh, the what everybody wants is because Jordan is going to tell us about a couple of investments that he has been pushing that promised 8% per, per year returns. And uh, as a matter of fact, here's a direct quote from the email he sent me. This yeah. is a direct quote from him. Quote, instead of keeping your money in the bank earning 0%. Which isn't quite true, by the way, but okay. This don't get zero. fund would be a suitable alternative that pays 8% a year in monthly checks. Now, we're going to ask him about that because let me tell you, if you could get an 8% return... With the safety of a bank, you would be a fool not to take it. Well, you, I, you're, again, if that were true, there would be no I, I said, capital yeah. markets. No, I mean, there would, seriously, there'd be, because no one would invest in stocks. Why would you? No, no one would invest in puny government bonds that are paying like 25 to 3%? Well, I mean, no. look back at the, the almost 100-year track record for a diversified portfolio of U.S. stocks. The average annual return is about 9% a year, yeah. and you had to suffer through some pretty horrible times to get that. Yeah. If you could have gotten 8% per year without buy, any volatility, why markets. would you yeah. buy stocks? This is like my argument against those idiots who sell indexed annuities who say, ah, oh, we can get you the return of the stock market with none of the risk. Now, let me just tell all of you who sell those, you're liars. Call me and refute that. Call me and show me you're not a liar. Show me where these things actually get the return of the stock market, and I will retract that. Not only will I retract that, I will, I will put you on the show and let you plug your product. Wow. Okay. So uh, I, here's the number, 855-935-TALK. If you sell an index annuity and you honestly believe that you can show me how we can get the return of the stock market with no risk whatsoever. The, now, the key word, it, the key phrase is the return of the stock market. Don't You're always it. saying it's the S&P 500. Yeah. How can you get give people the return of the S&P 500 with no risk? The reality is <laughs> you can't. 855-935-TALK. Our guest, Jordan Goodman, coming up after the break. Don't leave us now. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're sick of investing through an insurance agent or a stockbroker and you're in the market for a fee-only advisor who charges truly low fees and uses a scientific approach to building portfolios for your risk tolerance and need, you should check out Vestry. Tom and I started this firm and it is devoted to educating everyone, total transparency, clarity, low fees, and great service. If you're looking for an advisor, you ought to at least take a look at us at Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com or give us a call, 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Once again, the number for talking real money is 855-935-8255. That actually spells talk. I'm Don, along with Mr. Rankle over there at the other mic. I think that's your new name. I'm going to just call uh, you Mr. Rankle. Better than Mr. Wrinkle, I'll take it. So, yeah, okay. yeah, Mr. Rankle. Yep. Mr. Oozing Sore. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Now, 1988, taking you back in time. 
Don McDonald started hosting a show on the business radio network called the Ways and Means Committee, which changed its name shortly thereafter to the Don McDonald Show. And I was on all over the country talking to people. Including here, by the way, where I was programming a radio station and put the business radio network on the air. And your show was there. That's how Tom and I ran into each other a long, long, long time ago. Well, one of the other people I ran into was a reporter for Money Magazine by the name of Jordan Goodman, who went on to write this really, really gigantic book that I have. I still have a copy of. Did you sign it? Oh, Jordan did. You you signed it. Uh, Jordan Goodman, welcome to Talking Real Money. Great to be with you down at Tom. Uh, you know what Jordan actually said? He's I don't know if he's going to agree with this after we're done, but he says <laughs> he said, Don buzz off. to Don, the financial talk show host with the most integrity. Thanks, whoa, Jordan. Whoa, that's nice. That's, that's nice. true. That's, that's nice. true. Uh, yeah. All right. And, and you've been doing this for many, many years. We've both been doing this for many, many years. And uh, glad Way to be back too- with you. It's been a long time. And you look so darn handsome on that cover. I think I'd put that in place of your picture I, on the website there, Jordan. That, it really, it's really that was I mean, that was handsome. that was when yeah. gas was a dollar fifty a gallon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, things have changed a little bit, but not that much. Uh, yeah, they're up from a dollar fifty a gallon. That's true. It's about yeah. it's about, about double three dollars a gallon, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but who's counting? Hey, I the, the, what, what, when I got the note uh, that that you were available to come on the show, I was really intrigued in large part because you were featured in a story in the Wall Street Journal about Correct. a uh, about a bridge loan company by the name of Woodbridge. Woodbridge Wealth, correct. Uh-huh. Woodbridge right. Wealth. And uh, the Wall Street Journal mentioned that you, as a matter of fact, there was some guy in Colorado who said that he believed that you said that, that uh, Woodbridge Wealth offered, the safe, safe, offered safety and security. And a big well, I mean, honking eight percent return. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I ever said safe, but secured, because it's secured by actual real estate. And basically, what a bridge loan is, these are commercial bridge loans, is, uh, or it's often called hard money lending, is a first lien position on a specific piece of real estate uh, being used for construction or improving the real estate somehow. They pay the interest, and then once the construction is done, they pay the money back. And Woodbridge had been doing this for many, many years uh, successfully. I started telling people about it in 2014, and it worked perfectly for thousands of investors with literally hundreds of millions of dollars. Everybody got paid exactly on time, both interest and principal as due, until December 4th, 2017, a day that shall live in infamy, when completely out of the blue, uh, they surprised everybody, including me, uh, and went for a Chapter 11 restructuring, which is now in the process of kind of going through that. So. It worked perfectly for over four years, but then it didn't. Well, now, but I I just finished, after a long morning of research, reading and then rereading the Securities and Exchange Commission complaint against Woodbridge. And the Securities yeah. and Exchange Commission claims that Woodbridge and its owner, Robert Shapiro, or its principal, Robert Shapiro, used $328 million of investors new investors money to repay old investors and that they spent 172 million dollars on operating expenses they paid 64 million in commissions and he spent 21 million personally on ex- quote extravagant personal expenditures and they go on they went on in this complaint to say that he only lent out enough money to truly unaffiliated borrowers to generate 13 million over that entire four and a half year period uh, in in interest income, and uh, they list a number of companies, affiliated companies that that Shapiro owned or had an interest in, that all got loans with no interest from the from the uh, the the fund. So that uh, suit was filed in December. Right. Um, Shapiro was completely out of it at this point. He he was the one running the whole thing, and that has not moved at all. You know, they've alleged all these kind of things. All I know is I, I mean, I had no idea of any of that kind of stuff. But uh, people were getting. I mean, that reading this, it looks like a bad, bad deal that that Shapiro was playing really fast and loose with money. As a matter of fact, in an SEC uh, interview, he pled the fifth multiple times. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you have the right to plead the fifth. I don't think it was great oh, that he did that, but he did. Um, but, uh, I mean, all I know is they had a separate company, which was called Riverdale Funding, which brought in tons of third-party borrowers, not just Woodbridge-only deals. Okay. Right, but the, so, but but the SEC is saying they only brought in enough third-party borrowers over four and a half years. It's a one point two billion dollar fund that over four and a half right. years only brought in from third-party borrowers thirteen million dollars in interest. That That's one percent. Sense to me. I talked to the people at the time at Riverdale. Have you read the complaint? They were talking about. I have. I have. I don't okay. believe it. I just don't think it's I right. guess. I guess, and for um, me, Jordan, I guess the question is, what were people promised? In other words, what were people thinking they were going to get or were getting, as you said, for four years? What they were getting was a first lien position on a specific piece of real estate, which was completely identified. They knew exactly where it was. All the legal paperwork was done where they were getting a first lien position registered in the county courthouse on a specific piece, and if it was a one-year loan, which most of them were, they would be getting a 6% interest rate. Some of them were a little bit longer, like two years, they'd get like 8%. And they, were, in fact, were getting the payments uh, on time, and then it would, it would come due in a year, and they would renew it. And most people renewed because they were super, super happy getting all this money, as opposed to keeping in the bank getting zero, basically. But like but like so most Ponzi schemes, what... But like most Ponzi schemes, what the SEC is saying from their investigation, and by the way, the Wall Street Journal also did a separate investigation where they found that the vast majority of the money went into Shapiro-backed ventures that were buying luxury houses in California and around the country. Uh, the, the SEC is saying that the $328 million that was paid out as as principal and interest payments to investors was, in fact, just new money coming in. Uh, that w- it was not actual income from the portfolio. So, yes, people were getting it just like they were getting paid by Bernie Madoff before yeah. his uh, his deal unraveled. Well, the difference between this and Madoff, I think, is a huge difference. Madoff basically was shuffling paper around, and he was taking money from new people and paying the old people. All the trades that he said he was doing, in his case, he was saying he was writing options on S&P contracts, Never happened. There were no trades at all. The whole $50 billion thing that Madoff had was a complete fiction. There was no transactions going on. Here, okay, but, clearly but the, there but the were SEC actual is, transactions going on. The, right. The SEC is not denying that there were actual transactions, but they listed a list of, oh my gosh, it's 144 companies with whom Shapiro had an interest who borrowed money from the fund and yet never paid any interest on their notes. 144. What's happening right now now is these actual properties that are really out there, and and one of the most famous... Yeah, there are properties there, yes. Yeah, they're there. They're they're real properties, Don. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I I Um, looked them up. Alridge, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, Alwood actually he bought for ninety million. He's right. been renovating. I think it's on sale for one hundred and eighty million, something like that. It was actually the place. Oh uh, uh, wait, wait, wait! Now the Wall- are you wait? Are you calling the Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal specifically addressed that property, and they said no yeah. renovations were done on the property. They put it up for sale for one hundred and eighty million with no renovations. Now that's from the Wall two reporters at the Wall Street Journal, and you were a reporter. Yeah, I a picture of it. They, they do their homework. The, uh, in the, they in the tended, It's a beautiful place. They tended, Maybe it didn't need renovations. But. Well, that's what they said, though. They said it, they did no renovations on it. He bought it for 90 and put it on the market for 180 but he hasn't gotten any any bids anywhere near that amount, or they haven't. Now yeah. Now it's under a receiver, and the receiver, it's not receiver, uh, it's, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name. Well, under uh, the court, the, the, the bankruptcy yeah. court, basically. Right, yeah. and they expect, yeah. and, and I mean, we know because they do have properties, they expect to get 50, 60, 70 cents on the dollar, but the the fact remains, though, that it appears, at least it appears allegedly, based on this very long allegation, that you got involved with a guy who really wasn't behaving on the up and up. And isn't that something that can happen any time you have a deal that claims higher returns with lower risk? It can happen. I agree with you. It's definitely a risk. I mean, I'll just tell you, Don, we've known each other for a long time. I checked this out. As absolutely carefully as I could, I went and visited him, saw his operation, you know, as carefully as I possibly could, and that was like again early 2014. 
and saw all the properties and just followed the whole thing as carefully as I could. And all I could see was what was actually happening where people were getting paid interest and principal on time. Projects would come due. They'd get their principal back. And a lot of people would test it. and They would get their principal back and then go back into another project. My understanding of what the problem was is that the SEC said these bridge loans were not were securities, where in fact I think they were not securities. And Shapiro and Woodbridge battled against the SEC, spent a huge amount of money on lawyers to kind of battle that, and ultimately filed because they gave up. They just couldn't battle them again. Yeah, and I, I read your I read your all note over the country. Yeah, I read your note about that. I mean, I think for me as a yeah. guy who's been around this for a long time, radio, TV, managing money, I, when somebody says. Six percent in a very low interest rate environment, and, yeah, or eight. and and it or whatever whatever if, anything that's above market like returns. I always think if it were true, there would be no like securities market for stocks or bonds or the because everybody would just put money in something that pays six or eight percent. So then I think, well, what gives you? It doesn't pass the smell test for me. Why? Why do we think you're smarter or Shapiro is smarter than the rest of the world? That's the issue we have with the whole thing. All right. Well, Shapiro, first of all, had about forty years of experience in the real estate market. You know, he was a very smart guy. He basically did this in two locations: the L.A. area and the Denver area, which he knew extremely well. He had a big house in Aspen. And he lived in L.A., so he knew those two markets extremely well. So he did bring a lot of knowledge of the market that most people would not have. And these were secured actual properties. And all I can tell you is people actually got paid. I don't think they were getting paid from new money coming in. We'll have to see what, what happens to that SEC suit. Okay. That was filed, I think it was December 20th, and nothing has happened to it since, as far as I know. And people we're going to take are, a break for news. Uh, the number happened. here... Hang on, hang on for a second with us. Uh, uh, we're going to take a break for news. We'll be back with Jordan Goodman on Talking Real Money. Stay with us. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're looking for a nice short podcast to tide you over between episodes of Talking Real Money, check out Money 30. Money 30 podcasts are between two and four minutes long, and they're available at every major podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, or you can visit money30.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to the program. I'm Don. That's Tom. And we are talking with Jordan Goodman, the man who wrote a, uh, the uh, the Everyone's Money the book. The Bible. And he's a, the Bible. I mean, look at the size of that no, thing. It's, it's, it's actually thicker than the Bible. It is. There's more words it's, there. There's more. It's thicker. It beats the, the Bible. the better, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the typeface is actually about the same size. So he's not, he's not uh, hedging by just increasing. Uh, the Bible is smaller the, typeface, actually, I must say. All right, yes. And cheerier, yeah. hopefully, right. too. So. All right, let's let's talk about something different. Let's talk about what people should be investing in now. Now you you, you know you had this experience; yep. it didn't work right. out well. You got some bad press for it. So what I what agree. is it? I mean, we we uh we we talk about what people should be doing now. What I mean, yep. I, you know, there was a time when I believed in active management, and then I stopped. I got over it. What do you believe people should be doing with their money now? How should well, they be investing? Income. I mean, for income, you know, there's, there's things for growth, but let's talk about income because it's a big problem for people. If people have capital, and if they put it in the bank, they're going to be earning less than 1%, in many cases zero, in savings accounts, checking accounts, CDs, you know, those kind of things, pretty much zero. And then with, well, if you go to traditional, like, long bonds, you're going to get 2.9% today, but I think rates are going to rise further, and therefore you have more capital loss, not only in bonds, but what I call bond surrogates, things like, utilities, real estate investment trusts, master limited partnerships, they all trade along with bonds. And when interest rates rise, they're going to lose principal, as they have, and I think will continue to. So that's not a great place to get income today. So I'll tell you what I'm involved with, which I think is a good solution for people, which is an SEC-registered product, doesn't have the problem that Woodbridge had, which was not SEC, is what's called secured real estate funds. And that's a way of getting an 8% yield over a one-year time frame. You can get monthly checks if you like. You can reinvest them if you like. Uh, they are doing uh, short-term loans to commercial projects, 
but it's all gone through the SEC. Now, in 2012, Congress passed a law called the Jobs Act of 2012, which authorized what are called Regulation A-plus funds, or Reg A-plus funds. That's the kind of technical term. They're actually called uh, kind of uh, crowdfunding. That's what people call them informally. And that's what this is. These were starting uh, to be approved by the SEC in 2016, so it's been around for about two years, and has actually been producing returns of eight percent. Actually, for, Wait a minute, I, for I thought it started. It in, I thought it started in twenty. I, I was looking at the offering circular. It said it started in seventeen. So th- there was a, a kind of a sister fund, I guess you'd say, which oh, okay. launched in August, uh, April, two thousand sixteen. And then uh, that's, that was one of the old uh, four, four or five D programs. And then it was going through the SEC procedure. It was uh, uh, approved by the SEC. I think official date was October 2017. And so they kind of rolled the old one into the new one. So it's the same basic thing. It just had to go okay, through. But it, it took over a year to go through that SEC process, actually. With an 8% so promise, it's, it but sounds, though, like we're going from frying pan to the fire. It sounds like the same kind of a thing where an 8% return can certainly happen. But what are the risks involved with getting that kind of return? Sure. So there are risks with real estate, and obviously this is not guaranteed or risk-free, anything like that. You can't say anything like that at all. But it's widely diversified portfolio, and what they do, they, the ways that they mitigate the risk, there aren't, it's not that there's no risk, but they mitigate the risks by diversifying geographically. It's like 30 different states. It's also diversified by type. So there's many different commercial types. There's assisted living. There's uh, student housing. There are parking lots. There are apartment buildings. Uh, there are medical offices. Just, so it's diversified that way. And the maximum they lend on a particular piece of property is 70% of the value of the property. So the, the builder-developer always Wait, that's the Wait, that's the improved game. value, though, right, Jordan? The improved value, that is correct. Yeah, not the current value. For example, you buy a piece of, you buy a, 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 tor- a falling down building that's worth, uh, half a million dollars. And so, you, but you could buy 70% of what you think the, the million dollar value you, uh, you guess it will be. Correct. That is correct. Those, but I mean, they're not buying falling down buildings. They're buying things that need to be improved in various ways, but they are, they do an appraisal. And they say once the construction is done, and they work with people who've done this many, many times, correct, they are lending against what the value of it's going to be once the project is completed, which is typically going to take about a year. Okay, so, so I got to ask you, though, I got I got to ask you here. So, what happens to sure. the money when the real estate projects go underwater? Do you still get the safe eight percent return? Yes, you do. I mean, so it, where does it, that let's, come let's from? The absolute worst. Let's take the worst-case scenario, which the builder-developer defaults or doesn't finish mm-hmm. the project. Okay? okay. What they Good. will do is they will, they will take over the project and complete it. I mean, that's the way they've done this many, many times. The, the management team behind this has been doing this for 30 years. And so in a case like that, they would actually take it over. Now, remember, they've lent 70% of improved value. So once it's completed, if they sell it at 100% of improved value, they're going to have a, a big profit to distribute to the in- investors that way. So but let's you know, say let's risks, use, but, but they've but, done this a long, long time to mitigate. Oh, I, those no, I, I I get that, but but the thing I want to talk about what the real though potential risk is. Isn't there the risk that this could be like in a, in a in a in a 2008 on steroids real estate market that hit more than just Vegas and and Phoenix and Florida? Yes. Uh, what happens if these projects decline fifty or sixty or seventy percent in value, and there's no demand for that improvement anymore in the marketplace? It could happen. Highly unlikely, particularly in the market today, where it's the opposite. <laughs> I mean, in Seattle, there's, there's a shortage of housing and shortage of space, not the, the opposite. But I mean, it could happen. It's just when even in 2008, commercial properties didn't go down at all as much as residential properties. And, I mean, yeah, the, anything could happen. You know, the world could get hit by a meteor or something. But the actual re- returns that they've earned, even through 2008, I, I've asked them about this. They said commercial properties went down 5 to 10%, something like that. And part of it is picking the right properties. They picked them in markets that are doing very well. and have that But that's what mutual unlikely. fund managers say – Mutual fund managers say the trick is picking the right stock, but uh, according to Spiva, 85% of the large-cap growth funds over five years don't beat the index. Right. They, they claim they're good at picking stocks, but then they stink at it. 
I would agree with you. I think index fund is, is beats an awful lot of active management at much lower fees. But this is a different animal completely. These are people who've done this very experience. And the other thing they do that's kind of unusual is what they call collaborative lending. They're like a partner to the builder developer, and they've done this again for many, many years. And so as a result of that, when the building is sold, ultimately they share some of the profits with the fund, and the fund shareholders get 80% of those profits. Okay. Uh, so now, is this in the book somewhere? I got to read the no, book. No, this more is carefully. not in the oh, book. <laughs> okay, I got to read the book more carefully. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the here's the big question, though, Jordan. And and again, you said sure. we've known each other for a long time. I totally respected your work at Money. We've talked about a lot of interesting, solid kinds of things. Here's my big mm-hmm. question for you right now: Why are you plugging things like this and precious metals? Uh, why? I'm not plugging precious metals. I, yes, I you went on your website. On your website, you're the only the only you only have three things. You have this product, a precious metals company, and one investment advisor that you think is any good. The precious metals is called something called the Hard Assets Alliance. I'm saying if people want to buy gold or silver, that is the best way to do it because it's a competitive marketplace. It's not just one particular place. So I guess the question I'm getting to is silver, how, how well compensated are you by these various organizations that that you claim are the 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 right investment for people do you have a vested interest in saying this on the secured real estate fund i'm on the board absolutely so i mean but that's i'm not getting commissions or anything like that but did i'm you get, on the board did you get paid I, by I woodbridge people and they've had a great track record and it's helping a lot of people down I mean, did you get you, paid you by woodbridge a, yep i did i did I'm, I'm not saying i didn't this is what's called See, capitalism. It's actually a very good thing. If if I got paid by Vanguard to say Vanguard funds are the best funds, I I would feel bad saying that. Yeah, I just would. I wouldn't feel well, right about it. I, would, I helped. I helped thousands of people improve their lives by getting income that they would not get otherwise, and for for over four and a half years. And I felt very good about that. And I feel very bad that this was what happened because the SEC went after them. You know, and what I consider a witch hunt, basically, because yeah, I don't think it's they funny. want a Ponzi I, scheme. We, we've, we've attended financial fests in Phoenix together, and there are a couple of guys yes. who attended financial fests down there that were speakers all the time for Ron, and both of these guys were censured and barred by the SEC, and it's funny, both of them said that it was due to an SEC witch hunt. It's oh, kind of like the, the guys way, in I mean, jail. Here's you know? my other take on that, too. Investment News had a very critical piece on Woodbridge. They're generally pretty friendly to the industry. The Wall Street Journal, a different matter, SEC, I don't yeah. know their investigative methods, but when investment news beats it up, then I got to start thinking, uh, maybe this doesn't smell well, so they, good. They only beat it up, Tom, after things went wrong. Okay, When things oh. are going fine, everybody's getting paid on time, nobody had any complaints. None. Anywhere. Well, okay, They had thousands of investors being paid on time, interest and principal, for many, many years. Nobody complained until the I SEC think, went and, after and, and I mean, The core issue is, are these securities? Okay. No, that is not the core issue. That actually, the that's not that's not even the point of the SEC's claim. I I read the entire complaint, and it's not their 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 complaint is not whether or not they're securities. They call it they call it in their in their complaint a Ponzi scheme, a blatant Ponzi scheme. And if what they, they say is true, if what they say is true, and he used three hundred and twenty six million dollars that wasn't derived from the sale or income from properties in the portfolio to pay investors back then in fact it meets the definition of a ponzi scheme if he was using the fund's assets to pay a return to his investors that's a ponzi scheme we haven't it hasn't been proven yet we have it hasn't been proven he was but if that's proven which has not been proven that would be a ponzi scheme i agree now let me ask you here one just i said i wasn't gonna go back to woodridge but i'm gonna go back to it one more time let's assume for a moment it turns out to be a ponzi scheme and and you were recommending a ponzi scheme and getting paid for it, would you disgorge the money you made back to the investors who lost money because you recommended it to them? Yes, I'd do that because I didn't think there was anything wrong. I did as much due diligence as I possibly could. And as I said, people were actually getting, you know, good returns for many, many years. And so I didn't, I did as much due diligence as I possibly could. And, Understand. you know, was, you know, I was not happy when, when I got to tell you, I, I'd feel terrible. If I got paid to, 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 
advise to uh, su- suggest something to my listeners and it ended up being a ponzi scheme i'd be all over trying to give back any money i made off of it i mean any money and, and jordan I thanks they are so- going to get the money back jordan is uh america's money answer man moneyanswers.com and uh thanks so much for being with us we'll be back after this tom and don are talking real money All right, let's get this break out of the way really quickly. If you're looking for an investment advisor, you need a fee-only, 100% fiduciary, low-cost, science-based advisor. And that describes Vestory. If you'd like to learn more about us, it's really easy. Go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or give us a call at 800-386-3004. 800-386-3004. There, that wasn't so bad. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, you know, I'm a capitalist, but I don't believe capitalism is a license to say anything to make a buck. Am I busy? That's not what you're accusing Jordan of, I don't think. He said, no, he said it's capitalism. He goes, this is just capitalism. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a bit of an apologist for the fact that I've given people really great advice for 40 years, and now I'm doing this to make money. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, by, the way, people, by the way, I've given complete, people really yeah, good advice for over... so they could say the same thing about you because... I know, and now I have a, a company. Firm. Yeah, I am. Firm, and, and we but manage you know what? money, it, we get paid for it. The, the difference is I don't sit here flogging my firm all day. Yeah, I mean, we do flog what we believe, though. We do believe well, in getting market-like returns using index uh, funds. We do believe you use managed proper... Ma- those things we do, and we we promote yep. that. Yeah. We do. We promote so, that. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's got something to sell. You know, I mean, that's what he's saying. Yeah, there's a capitalism. Yeah, I agree with that. Everybody's I mean, got something to sell. my problem with it is still, I in my heart of hearts, I just don't believe you can get 8% a year with any sort with of any safety. degree of safety. You can't, yeah. because it just doesn't, again, if it were true, as I said, there would be no other investments, because all of this, there are really smart people that study all this. You know that. Because we had a the guy. Average annual, the PhDs, average annual return for the entire U.S. stock market, dating back to 1926, is about 9% per and year. And you had to take a ton of volatility along right. the way to make that. You didn't every year get a check for 9% of your money. It didn't happen. You That's suffered through huge declines to get that. And what Jordan is really saying is, what he's really saying is, yeah, but I've looked into these things. I, I, I studied them. I know them. Except that, as he said, I woke up on December 4th of last year and found out I didn't know. That's where I struggle. So I, and I, 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 so I just think he's, he's saying la la and, and holding his fingers in his ears and hoping everything works out. And maybe it will this time. And then that's the does. thing. Sheer, sheer luck would say everyone and that that's why a lot of these partnerships do work or they work for a while yeah, right. as you said uh during the break we were talking about real estate in phoenix you, or real estate in seattle yeah it goes up until it doesn't right i mean you pointed out in the ad correctly florida arizona and uh da, 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 missing it uh las vegas las Nevada. Vegas. every i mean it was easy you buy something you flip it do whatever you make a quick buck until it 2007 came along or 2008 and then it all stopped that see i'd rather i think I, that, would, I think that's coming here and i'll tell you why because it is so parabolic right now the the increases the fact that we're leading the country month after month after month after month that prices honestly are insanely higher than they were even as recently as two or three years ago at some point that is not sustained that kind of increase is not sustainable it just and you not. know what's sad, and I kind of said it. I mean, I I respected what the advice that Jordan Goodman gave for so many years in Money Magazine because it was balanced and it was it was well thought out, it was well researched, and it wasn't based on any personal gain. Yeah, and, that's true. And it kind of yeah. it kind of bothers me to see that change. You know, I mean, the reality Makes me is, sad. well, he shouldn't be holding himself as out as America's money master, whatever it is anymore. I, th- I, I honestly, what the name is now. no. I mean, he shouldn't be because he's really he's not. He's he is pitching a product that he, in some ways, believes is better than just doing the boring index stocks, bonds, etc. I mean, that's what he's saying really at the end of the day, and that's. 
It's certainly not journalism because you're getting paid to say it. Okay, his website was moneyanswers.com. I messed okay. it up. Moneyanswers.com. But he does. He calls himself America's Money Answers yeah, Man. Yeah, that's... Um, and it implies a certain level of... Independence. Distance. Yeah. Uh, independence. Right, yeah, that's true. And he's not that. So that's, that's too bad. The problem is, though, as you have pointed out, the number yeah. of those people are getting smaller and smaller and smaller because... There's no money in There's it. There's no money in it. I mean, you can't There's, make a decent I, living. I mean, how much are the reporters at Money Magazine making? Oh, it, the two that are left? Yeah, I mean, not <laughs> right. Know, how no, many I mean, are there not right. very many left? And, and the, no, they're not. And, the people and most writing of, I, at CNBC, fact, et cetera, and they're not making Most much of the money. writers now for Forbes are all independents. They're yeah. uh, the, the writers for... Uh, uh, for uh, Forbes, for there was another one that had all independent writers. I mean, the, most really, of them at, the great writing, I think, in this, I, I read, as you know, I do read Bloomberg. the Wall Street Journal every day and Bloomberg. I think Bloomberg is phenomenal. You yeah, really want to get into things and get into deep depth. Pockets. Yeah, they got a lot of money. And they can afford not to, the magazine well, doesn't have to make money. I mean, all these things in total probably do. But I mean, that's the problem, right? I was in a similar boat to Jordan. I know. You know, I, I, know I was you hosting a yep, show. I, I was making six figures for hosting a show, just barely. I was making like a oh no, I was making ninety six thousand when I left. I was making almost six figures. Yeah, and I was a good job. I gave advice that I think was totally uncolored. I agree. Totally uncolored. I believed wrong in a lot of cases, but it well, wasn't that colored happened, by. But you weren't getting paid to say. I something. wasn't getting paid. Yeah. And when that job ended completely. I sold antique maps. Well, I guess I, and you should I, have gone to work for the next host because you would have been great with helpful hints from Heloise and Don. Isn't that who I took over your have. show? I should have. You know, if Jordan had gone into, like, some other business, I would be more You have, respectful. I mean, I will say this about, you have been very clear from the moment I met you. I can't be bought. No, I had a guy. No, you because uh, you said in, you even said that when we first because there was people yeah. that would have and Paul Merriman wanted you to. I mean, all these people along the way. He said, "I just, I'm just not going to do that." Good for nope. you. I don't care about money. That I had a right. guy in South Florida. I think his last name was Bruno or something. And Say now, yes Bruno, to him, by the hey. way. Yeah. Oh, and he scared me. I was. I swear, he looked like mob. Big guy. Big yeah. guy. Kind of talk like this. And this guy had all of these plans. He wanted to hook up. This is when I was at Disney. Yep. Wanted to hook up with me. Could make a lot of money pushing his products. He was in the uh, investment advice business. Mm -hmm. You know. And uh, you know, we could we could hook up, make a lot of money. And I went, Frank. Unless you can show me empirical data. Right. proving what you're doing actually can will and should work i'm not i don't care how much money and he was going to make me a multimillionaire. probably would have too yep i don't know where he ended up so i, don't, I can't remember i mean that was interesting name. that jordan said he would give the money back if it turned out to be a ponzi scheme yeah. that was interesting i think that's awesome no i do that's too. actually right. i now, was shocked will he i he gotta I, be there and watch you know i want to see it well, we have it on tape now. Yeah, okay. And that's going to go a long way. By the way, and you know, you know these things take what? forever. This is part of oh, the yeah. process. This is going to wind through oh, the courts my goodness. forever. And of course, they all it's the defense is always the same. Mm -hmm. SEC witch hunt. They that's always they always say that. It's so old, but my guess is this SEC complaint will end up being settled. With a huge, yep. huge, big, gigantic fine with uh, without well, admitting or... Well, they got to get through the bankruptcy, find out what's really but, there. But if it is, in fact, a, a Ponzi scheme and, and there is a grand jury that believes that was a... Then he could spend... The Shapiro could do some time. Oh, I think unquestionably. I mean, the fact that you took $21 million out of the deal and spent it on yourself, that doesn't look Oh, good. they actually have a list. This is fascinating. You I mean, all now, by the way, you list. said private jets. He was not... He did not own a private jet. He was just flying on rented he, private jets. He was renting There's a big to difference the tune, there, mister. Come to on. To the tune of $600,000 in private jet flights. That's... Barely gets you from here to Toledo every weekend. Yeah, come on, that's nothing. Yeah, that's come on. you know. 
It's more than the it's more than the secretary of uh, the environment, the oh, environmental yeah, right. protection EPA, agency. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Says okay. Wait here. Here's what he spent. Yeah. From the twenty two hundred thousand dollars at Four Seasons Hotels. Okay. Well, that's a weekend at a nice spot. Thirty. This is out of his fund. Thirty four thousand for limo service. Okay. One point six million for furniture for his house. One that's a big point place, by the way. You got a lot of room. $1.4 million yeah. at stores like Louis Vuitton and Chanel. Who's well, that okay, for? but at least he spent more on the furniture than the purses. Okay, that's now, all right. Now, this one maybe $700,000 on meals and entertainment. Oh, You're a big yeah. eater. Big drinker. Nice wines. 400000 on jewelry. Darn, I feel bad I only got one on wine. Oh, wait, oh, I was wrong wine. about... Oh, the, oh. the wine is in addition to oh. the, the meals. Okay. I was wrong about the charter planes. I'm ah. sorry. It was $3.1 million ah, to well, charter okay. planes. Yeah, well... Uh. $1.2 million in alimony. <laughs> Came out of the fund. Don't... My ex-wife's going to feel bad about how little money she got yeah, now. Yeah, apparently so. $340,000 in cars. And one hundred and thirty thousand to the country club. I've always club. got a question about that. How many cars can you drive at one time, or is that one car? I don't know. May, it could be one car. Yeah, it could be true. a Rolls. And a million dollars in rare coins to give to clients. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's of course a marketing expense right well, there. Yeah, because you got to give them. And that. what are the commission? What were the commissions on this I fund? And a, by the way, the one Jordan's on plugging. It's ten percent, right? Or nine? Eight percent. Nine percent. Nine. Nine percent. I I just really struggle with anything that pays that. Do you think the person selling that product is incentivized to sell it to? You? Oh, really incentivized at nine percent. That's a lot of pressure. I went through the offering statement, the offering circular did. on Jordan's thing, secure real estate investment thing, and after all the expenses, they would have uh, the the fees to the managers, yep, the whole bit, the eight percent they're going to pay out. The uh, bonuses the manager gets, all of this, their returns would have to be in the range of ten and a half to twelve percent per year, to make just it up. to break even. Ten and a half to twelve percent. How many people are going to borrow money at twelve no. percent on secured real estate? Not Only many. people with shady ba- backgrounds or bad real estate. Hey, check us out, TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com. Tom and Don are talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.